Welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with Sean, Chris, and Lee. Normally, kick things off with a joke. I don't really feel like it after yesterday. Oh, I've got a joke. Was a joke. Spa. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to get more specific on that? I mean, the F1 regulations and how they're applied. I mean, you introduced it as a Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. That's a stretch this week. We'll be talking. We'll be previewing Zandvoort. Okay. <laughs> Lee will find a who's a total shunt that's F one related. Possibly. I was going to say you don't know sometimes, do you? No, that is that is true. It's been that long. I need to go through back some back through some messages. I'll do it at a dull moment of the podcast. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. I we'll talk, you we'll choose talk, now. We'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk about the farce that was the Belgian Grand Prix. Get searching. <laughs> what the actual. F- fuck was that do you know what i feel for you guys that sat and actually waited because it's like it, at one point i was sat waiting thinking oh well maybe maybe it'll start again in a minute and you saw how how heavy it got and a friend of mine messaged me saying she was going to um like a family fun day with her daughter so i thought all right okay i'll tag along with that with with my son and i just fucking called it an early day like probably about half an hour of waiting I'm so happy I didn't sit around for three hours. It was I didn't like either. it was like watching a car crash in slow motion, though. Like you know it's a disaster, but you kind of have to stare at it with all the teams coming back and forth from each other, and no one having any idea what ha- was happening was actually kind of compelling viewing. Mm. I still want to know what the result of the football match in the uh, in it was the Has- eight eight six in the Hass garage. It was eight, 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 eight six eight, to Hass. Eight six to Hass. They beat Alfa Romeo. Uh, no, Aston, Aston, Aston Martin. Aston. Aston Martin, sorry. Yeah, it was Mick plus Engineer versus Vettel plus Engineer. <laughs> and I think that was possibly the most exciting thing that happened all afternoon. The funniest thing to happen all afternoon was Lewis Hamilton's team radio after using the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I will I will share the link I found I got sent of that. I mean they've narr- experts have narrowed it down to one of the French TV crew. He had to wait for the French TV cameraman mm-hmm. to finish in there so he could go in. And then when he, he came out, he jumped back in his car. And, and that's when he said that message. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know everybody was trying to keep spirits up. But I get I get the feeling that was like a half complaint, half kind of, you know. At, please actually find out who that was and eject them from any formula, any future Formula One event. I think ejecting was the issue and what they had ejected from themselves. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the rain wasn't the problem, was it? I mean, rain, uh, it, it, you can't, nobody can control the weather. Nobody can control uh, what how it falls, where it goes, what it does. We have had sessions interrupted in recent history. And the only other stoppage I could remember, and I think virtual stat man, Sean Kelly, um, confirmed this on Twitter. The only other one I can remember was when Jensen Button won the Malaysian Grand Prix during that during the monsoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because, uh, it, because it rained and then got too dark. Yeah, it yeah it just carried on raining and it was getting as you say it got it got too dark. That was a couple of years before the Canada 2011 thing. But I mean, if you look before that, you've got like a nearly 20 year gap to when a a full race was interrupted. Yeah, Australia oh, but, Australia 1991, I think, was the last time before. Yeah, 
That which up to this weekend was the shortest ever official Grand Prix because it only ran for fourteen laps. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so and you know, I can't remember who said it, but there's a, a famous quote that says we should uh, we should all take a lesson from the weather because it doesn't pay any attention to criticism, <laughs> which 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 is totally true. But however, when the whole of the world's supposedly richest and biggest motorsport was looking uh, all looking at the race directors and stewards for uh, a solid and uh, you know a stern and a single way forward so that everybody knew what pace they were on and everybody knew what they were doing they found nothing mm. they found they found no strong leadership at all whatsoever which and I can't believe I'm going to say this during Bernie Eccleston's era I think we may have got that yeah, Bernie Eccleston and Charlie Whiting wouldn't have had this problem. No, they'd have oh, decided yeah, what was happening and that was that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, sorry, yeah. they obviously would have had the problem because it would have still rained. But, yeah. but they, would have, yeah, they, they would have handled the solution in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think maybe, um, I know this, it's something that would have to be brokered as far as a new TV deal goes, but considering we've had... Right, we've never had this where they haven't been able to race before, but we've almost had it. Uh, I can't help thinking whether they need to do something where, like, say on the tickets, for instance, to nullify the fan problem and say, look, from the hours of when the circuit opens to when the circuit closes, there will be a Formula One race because they could have ran that race in the morning when they were when they ran the support series. I think definitely when the F3 race was on, it was starting... I say it was starting to look a bit sketchy during the Porsche Super Cup, but you actually can't tell with the quality of driving in the Porsche Super Cup. No, no but at least they could have red-flagged half a race or three-quarters of a race. You know, it's, you, don't, you don't mind going to a race and then essentially the race getting washed out and then red-flagging it and not being able to carry on. Yeah, I think that's a TV contract issue then, though, isn't it? If they yeah, change it on the yeah. day. Because most I mean. GP have done exactly that before now they've decided okay the moto three bikes they're not as powerful they can go later in the day when it is a bit mm-hmm. wetter but we need to get the moto gp lads out earlier yeah it makes so, sense yeah i don't know whether that whether there's something in moto gp's contract with the tv broadcasters that they can do that or not um, i think with the way that moto gp has their contracts you don't just buy moto gp you have you have to I think have, you get your full day you have of to action, have all you? three series and you've got to show all three races and mm-hmm. there will be three races between nine thirty and three thirty. I suppose that can't be. That's not, that's not much different, though, is it? That's not much different now with the way Sky have got um, mm-hmm. like the junior formulas and stuff. Yeah, yeah but the problem the problem is when you're looking at trying to break in the US and ESPN showing it. ESPN don't show F two, F three, W series, mm. Porsche Super Cup. Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's fair. The races are set round ESPN, and I mean this is this is when we had the ten pass starts up to last season, so mm-hmm. that ESPN could get a top of the top of the hour commercial break in before they showed the entire race commercial free. I suppose the only the only other solution to that would that would be to have it written into the contract that this can happen, and then essentially leave it up to the broadcaster where it's it's at your discretion at that point if you um, if you want to run the race live, there's the option to take the world feed and run it live. Or if you want to run it from the time you were supposed to do it, be it 
like with a lag, you know, like so they would start broadcasting at halfway through the actual race or um, after the event's finished. Yeah, I mean that that kind that kind of thing would would be ideal because it would make sure that a race would be able to happen at some point during the day if the weather played out like like it did yesterday. Mm, it feels a better solution than when because I know we've had a MotoGP, haven't we? Where you they've raced on the Monday. Yeah. If if you can get it in at some point on the Sunday, that feels like the best solution. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean a lot a lot of people were saying, you know, why can't the race on Monday because. IndyCar and NASCAR both does. IndyCar and NASCAR aren't reliant on volunteer marshals. I think they'd make the marshals happen. You know, I think if I think if that happened, they like in Formula One, they would they would work out a way to get marshals there for the Monday. The marshals, the the marshals for Spa Francorchamps, aren't they? And most of them would have gone back to work today. Yeah. But the big, the big problems, fans, isn't it? The big problems, ticket holders, and then saying to people, "Well, you can always come back to back tomorrow." And in a lot of cases, those people are going to be getting trains and planes uh-huh. fucking out of the place. Yeah, um, got a message today from somebody who was actually there, a five quid man who got in touch on Discord. I feel so sorry for five quid men because, like, that, that spent more than five quid. Mm. Mm. Well, uh, that's bro- the worst. The, the worst thing possible is like we're complaining when we sat in our lounges at home for a couple of hours. These people were there. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me what minus five hundred and fifty quid said then. <laughs> so I uh, got there on Friday and camped out at the Young Village. It's pretty terrible with only about eight toilets for four hundred plus campers. No bins or recycling anywhere. No water points. On the plus side, it was only sixty euros. The whole camp's on a hill, so most cars got stranded in the mud by Saturday lunch. We broke through the fence on Saturday morning to get our car out of the mud. It was the best decision of the weekend. The queue for the tractor tour was easily 100 people long, and a lot of them are still stranded today. Uh, that was 12 o'clock when he sent me at this lunchtime. I genuinely, parking on a field in Spa is fucking insane. Well, yeah, I mean, if it's, if, it, if, it, if it's on a hillside and it throws it down, which mm-hmm. it's prone to doing that. You're yeah. either sliding out of that car park at pace or you're not getting yeah, out yeah. of it, depending on whether you're pointing up or down. Mm. Mm. And to be fair, like I've, cause I've been to Belgium a fair few times and you, um, do, w- w- we've, we've driven there as well. And if, if, fair enough, you might have a fucking, a bit of a jaunt to get back to back to the car. But there is, there's always places on the roadside to park up. Mm. So yeah, Lee's spa tip: don't park in a field. <laughs> I think it sounds like a reasonable plan. That sounds like that <laughs> sounds like an idea. I must have told you about that time we were playing a, playing a gig at a farm, and somebody got the car stuck. So somebody sent a transit van to tow the car out, and then the transit van got stuck. So somebody had to send a four by four to tow the transit van whilst towing a car. <clears throat> Like a mm. human centipede of cars. It, it was a shit conga. <laughs> I remember being at the um, at Silverstone, and we did park in a field, but we were in a fucking big, uh, brand new Land Rover, and um, the the guy that was driving us had to lean out of his window and explain to somebody else in an over uh, in an older Land Rover how to put the diff lock on. <laughs> Surely if it's one of the old, old Land Rovers, it's get out and attack it with a spanner. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, minus 5,000 quid man continues. As for the event, it was pretty pretty easy to get in. Had expensive food and beer, as expected, but generally was fairly straightforward. The race itself was a shambles. 
everyone knew, we all knew, including the drivers, that the weather was going to get worse. But no, by some dumbass contracts or other, rules which they promptly rewrote, they made us sit in the rain for five hours. Just five more minutes, my arse. We left early at around 5pm and managed to get out with only an hour of traffic and then drove a grumpy four hours back to the Netherlands. Overall, two out of ten. Fries, no mayo. So not even having the full Belgian experience of mayo on the fries. Outrageous. No, that's grim. Best food in Belgium is waffles. It's trackside. Uh, well, we're, we're talking about Belgian food all the way through the uh, all the way through the race on uh, lack of race on Discord. There yeah. was no race. race. No. Yeah, all, all the way all the way through the waiting. We got asked to bring Cookery Corner back for the podcast tonight because we've not done that for a while. Um, in, in other other Belgian like trackside foods that I particularly enjoy is you can get a fucking mean hot dog at, uh, in Belgium. What do they put on the hot dogs in Belgium? It, it, it just Germany sort of stuff, really. It's yeah, you know, we've you've got sort of some proper mustard. Germany stuff. In there. Yeah, <laughs> sauerkraut. So, how are the hot dogs in Belgium? German. German. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they 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 know where the best stuff comes from. Um, I mean, uh, let's but you, face you it. can't you can't beat Mulfreet. Yeah, but let's face big pa- it. Big pan Bel- of Belgium's and a- famous. Belgium's famous for three things. Waffles, chocolate, and something that that rhymes with Heildmorn. I'm lost. Yeah, I am. Think about it. Something that, that ri- something that rhymes with. Or how about mild swarm? Oh, I'm not I, saying it. No, I think it's. I'm your, definitely not saying it on this podcast. I think, but I think it's one of your favourite topics on Must See Audio, isn't it? Oh, what? <laughs> if anybody wants a Lee to English and English to Lee Prime. <laughs> child porn. It's child porn. Got to admit, I didn't know it was famous for that. I just thought it was... No, there was a, there was a, massive, there was a massive sting, wasn't there, years ago? It's quite famous. Sting was in the police. <laughs> yeah, no, not, a, not that sting. They can't have him. I was gutted when they got Michael Jackson. They can't have Sting as well. <laughs> I feel like anyway, we've veered. This we has definitely taken a turn. Yeah, and, and uh, we've got stuck in the mud and slipped off to the side. Yeah, somewhere. the other thing. Bel- feel, Be- the other thing. Belgium's famous for is cyclists and ha- yeah. and half of three drivers. I'm. I'm. I do feel really sorry for all the fans who were at the track. And like you say, they were made to wait in the rain for five hours, uh, even though it was quite clear um, that there was going to be. There was going to be no no race. Um, just just the whole sort of the whole sort of leadership behind it all as well, and and like sending the cars out for two laps just to get a classification uh, stinks a bit. I, got, I I do agree with Lewis Hamilton, and I totally agree with what Alfa Romeo's statement was that they put out. Don't know if anybody else saw that. Remind no. us. It says uh, the decision not to race in the conditions was the right one in the interest of protecting the safety of the drivers, the marshals, and the spectators themselves. Now, that, I'm just cutting out that. That's the quote. So I, I'm, I can't, can't argue with that at all. That's absolutely the right thing to do. And then they go on to say, however, the situation would have been dealt with a lot more appropriately by not having at all the race that we witnessed this outcome hurts us all, but in particular it hurts the fans of the sport who didn't get the show they came to see. We hope lessons were learnt, lessons that will improve the way we operate in future, and that put the supporters of our sport in the position that they deserve to be. 
you, end quote. You can't really argue with that. I mean, the the whole farce over the clock. Yeah. Yeah. What a what an absolute shit show that was because we were told at the beginning that the race hadn't started because the ra- uh, the light at the end of the pit lane never went green and the start procedure was never completed because the start procedure was suspended. The race never started. And then we were told that for each delay, a lap was taken off the count. So yeah, we were what down the to... fuck was that? That's Appar- a new... Appa- yeah. Apparently, uh, I, think it was, I think it was Virtual Statman that tweeted this out. That only got added to the regulations in June. Okay. And then you had the... Um, uh, what was it after that? Was it there was a man from McLaren, uh, Rudy Singh, uh, Randy Singh, sorry, who was on the um, uh, on the radio from uh, from McLaren to the FIA said, "Am I right in thinking that the clock actually started when the safety car went?" And that was the first time anybody knew of it when they, when Michael Massey responded, "Be like, yeah, yeah, the clock started. Yeah, there's an hour and three quarters to go on it." It was like, "Oh, right, so the event has got underway." To which then Mercedes replied, "Well, hang on a second. If the event got underway." Perez wasn't ready for the start of the event or the countdown, you know, all the minutes leading up to, you know, the warnings leading up to the start of the race when, when certain protocols have to be followed, he wasn't there or ready for it. So is he allowed into this event or not? And he's like, Oh yeah, no, it's definitely allowed into the event because it hadn't started. Well, if it hadn't started, why is the clock running? Absolutely. Absolutely. Awful, awful management. And then, the, then the whole thing with the whole thing with that was a farce because Red Bull said at first that they were withdrawing him because, and it was okay to crane the car off the track because mm-hmm. he wouldn't be taking part because the car was too damaged. Then they got him back to the garage and started working on the car. Asked if he would be allowed back in the race, got told no instantly, and then said, "Well, that's not in the rules." Because this is not Le Mans. This is not Le Mans. It's probably one of my favourite bits of radio at the weekend. I understand so it's then... unprecedented situations, but at the same time, you need some kind of strong leadership to take a stance and stick with whatever stance that is. Come on the radio to all the team. I get the feeling that, and of course he can't be around because he's he's sadly passed on, but I get the feeling if Charlie Whiting were in control, we would have got uh, a message saying, please don't message me. We'll call, we'll put a radio message out to all the teams when we've decided what's happening and you're not to message me until then. And then after that, we would have got that that FIA radio message and an announcement that said, you know, whatever the decision was, we're going to start. We're going to start the clock now, or we're not going to start the clock at all, or there's going to be no race today. Whatever the decision could have been, just a decision would have would have been better than none. And th- and that's what we were getting. But then they were <clears throat> they were contradicting themselves. Well, race control were contradicting themselves all afternoon. And then Michael Massey saying one thing, and then oh, I'll have to check it with the stewards, and then coming back and saying the complete opposite. The clock's running. Oh, yeah, but it's stopped now with an hour left. Yeah, it's it's just confirmation, isn't it, that the person ultimately in charge of the event doesn't know the rules. Yeah. Well, it was questionable because there were no rules for 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 the kind of things that were happening. But you, what you can't do is is contradict yourself within mm-hmm. two minutes of answering the same question. Yeah, I mean, I can do that. I'm on a fucking podcast. It doesn't matter what I do. But <laughs> he'll say but that you, he'll say that he never does in two minutes. Exactly, I never contradict myself. Uh, but when the um, but when you've got a uh, a, a rich, the the richest and and biggest motorsport in the world. Um, 
you know, trying to attract new fans, desperate for to get new eyes on the screens, especially with the new rules coming in next year. At what is usually one of the most eventful and exciting races of the calendar, the, the, no strong leadership at all whatsoever. The teams were almost making it up as they went along. Well, they, was... they had to because it seemed like the FIA representatives were making it up as they went along so if the teams could have any influence over them. Bearing, bearing in mind the way that Formula One seems to be run, um, it's the teams that seem to exercise more overall control. And they would, they, and more so now that Charlie Whiting isn't around anymore. And they, I think they were just cowering Michael Massey into submission. Uh, the guy has no backbone. Yeah, I get the feeling if Charlie Whiting had told Red Bull no, there probably wouldn't have been any uh, comeback. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there wouldn't have been any... I can understand what Red Bull was saying, I can, but you've got to come down on one side of, yes, Sergio can rejoin the the race or uh, be a part of the race because the the, the event never officially started, um, or no, Sergio cannot be part of the event because the clock is running. I in, don't see how both work. In, and in, also, instead, did... instead, we get both. And then we were under red flag conditions, and certain teams made certain changes. And now, did Lance Stroll get demoted to the back of the grid for fitting a different rear wing? He ended yes. up with a ten-second penalty. He didn't get demoted to the back of the grid. He went out in the seventeenth that he started in. And then was was last after his penalty. And and the wording of the penalty on that was vague. Normally that would have been a drive-through, but due to the circumstances, it wasn't felt that a drive-through was appropriate, so we'll give a 10-second penalty instead. Which doesn't make any difference anyway to the classification. It put him last. Yeah, exactly. It would have put him last, whichever one they gave him. Yeah. And I think the, the... I don't know if it was pressure from the teams, but... um. Just, just this, this whole sort of—it doesn't appear to be because all of the teams have come down quite, quite heavy from what I've seen today. Um, the, this classification is having to get a classification, so running two laps behind a safety car when the conditions were so much worse than they were when they started mm-hmm. three hours before. Mm-hmm. You could, you could tell exactly what was going to happen when they all went back out. When, because I, I, I switched off. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not ashamed to say it. I, I waited longer than Lee, but I switched off, totally switched off, and then I saw on the messages that they were starting again at quarter past, whatever it was, quarter past six um, Belgium time. So I, I switched it back on just as they were getting ready to go. And uh, as soon as they called that red flag, I switched it off again. I did not bother sticking around. I watched a couple of videos later on on YouTube, but that was it. Um, I was really disappointed as a fan watching from home Fuck knows how you actually felt if you were there. Mm. You actually paid to go. The world's just opening them up after, uh, after you know the pandemic. So yeah. you know everybody's excited to be able to travel. Belgium's a well-traveled to race, as you saw. Like lots of Verstappen fans crossed over the border from Netherlands. It's um, also really difficult to get to. You know, like well, it, unless you can um, manage to stay in the small village. Which is buy it, which you know it is horrendously expensive, mm. and probably booked up well in advance. Um, it's really difficult to get to, as in you know you're you're travelling for like an hour, like either by a car or it's probably not a couple you just of walk hours up to on the train. Yeah, yeah, a couple of there's no train. You can't get a train mm. there, for instance. Um, and the thing is, as well, is when you've travelled for your hour to get there, 
you're then hit with F1 traffic on basically country B roads mm. um, to get close enough to the circuit to where you can either be dropped off somewhere somewhere if you're if you're doing because that the the other thing to uh, say to people to not to uh, discount if you're going to a Grand Prix, especially one that's hard to get to, is just make sure there's enough of you to book a fucking cab. That's what we that's what we ended up doing a couple of times going to Belgium. It's just taking the hit on the cab st- sitting there doing nothing for four hours. So is we get a no, cab. Is there no uh, train station near? No. What is it? The nearest, and, um, nearest train station I think is in Liège, which is about twenty kilometers away. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that's that's what we ended up doing because we drove the first couple of times, and then I think because I think I've been to Belgium about five or six times. I'd have to sit and work it out or find the tickets. Um. But yeah, like the the other times we ended up just getting a taxi. But yeah, just I'm just pointing out that it's you know it's it's not like these people then once they'd finished, either. I mean, obviously they some of them would have been camping and that would be dreadful. But uh, even if you were in a hotel, you've got a good chunk of a journey to get yourself out of that race as well. Yeah, strange one, isn't it? But I, I mean, realistically, I suppose the other thing to, to talk about here is um, it's yet more of a of, of a pointer that hopefully the ne- next year's cars, with the like lack of reliance on surface aero and the way the um, cars are going to deal with like outwash, um, hopefully they're going to deal better with with racing in the rain. But it's something that really needs looked at fundamentally in Formula One rules, if Formula One's going to continue to pretend that it's an all-weather series. Yeah, like the... the it's going to be difficult with, with with next year's cars because aquaplaning is still... If it was an issue at Belgium this year, it's going to be an issue at Belgium next mm. year. Um, aquaplaning is, is, is far too dangerous. And if a car, cars are aquaplaning, you know, that's not a test of, of, of driver skill. That's, no, no. That's a sheer lottery as to whether or not your car makes contact again with the road before you want to turn or brake. Yeah. Um, the only thing I'd point out is is the aquaplaning seemed to happen later on in the session when they went back out. The uh, By all accounts, the, the aquaplaning wasn't as bad when they started to do it. Yeah. It, was, it, well, it, was all ab- it was all about vision. It was still pretty. It was still pretty bad on um, on the first couple of formation laps because Lando was, Lando was complaining about it, and it might be that the McLaren gets it worse than uh, worse than other cars. Yes, yeah, maybe he was having problems with it on Saturday before his crash. Mm. I think the reason uh, he had it on oh, Saturday was just that he was at the front of the queue. I imagine anyone interesting behind him Interesting thing. Interesting thing about his crash and the W Series crash, which I only found out today. Is that there's an extra bump in Eau Rouge on yes. that on the the apex of that corner where the track was damaged mm-hmm. during the flooding, and it seems that that is a heavy thing of what's caught people out, especially especially the uh, W Series mm-hmm. uh, crash. Because the more I watch that, like apart from like one um, one of the cars. Try, was trying to make avoiding action and I think that was the car that went straight into the side of the, all the other cars mm-hmm. but the cars that actually caused the accident in the first place all lost at exactly the same point in yeah, the corner. Yeah, it, 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 was, it was five I think, Sean, you described it as five or six separate accidents that all finished in the same place. Yeah, they just all met each yeah. other and then I think the the one you were talking about Lee coming in the side, I think, yeah, she sort of tried to avoid the one immediately in front of her and then ended up 
practically going through. Yeah, just just nowhere to go. Yeah. Yeah, good. Good to see that everyone's okay with no. Um, no yeah, major absolutely. From that. That, yeah. that was a terrifying looking. Uh, absolutely. Looking crash. I mean, I know Once what they're again, saying about reprofiling, possibly reprofiling Radion because the the flick at the top of the hill is just is it too much because there have been some big can, accidents. Uh, I don't think Isn't they can it? without without doing the circuit because what um, I believe there's a river there behind a river. that grandstand. Yeah, it's just reprofiling. Not re- no, within the, the current limits of the track, just reprofiling. Uh, the, the one the one I've seen is as it goes up the hill. Um, sort of, you got to flicks left and then goes right as it's going up the hill. And that right is that right turn is less of a turn, and the straight kind of starts a little earlier. Okay, okay, yeah. I mean, I think they would be. Uh, I think the circuit would be pretty. Um, uh, I can't. I've got no words. Where are the words? I. I don't. I think that if they can get away with not changing a rouge, yeah, they're cool. going to do it. I think they need know. to. They need to fix this bump that's cropped. Yeah. up. I think it was um, Jack Aitken's WEC crash as yeah, well. Yeah, it was. Yeah, was caused by that. Hmm. So yeah, that it, it just seems it seemed an odd thing, and then as soon as I found out that there was that bump there, I thought, well, this makes a lot of sense, uh-huh. and I'm a bit. I'm a bit surprised why. Nobody was talking about it on in the like media and on commentary and stuff like that. You yeah, know, I think Lewis Hamilton was the first person to mention it. On, Hamilton was on the first Friday person I no, heard mention. Nowhere it. else picked up on it. Well, uh, interesting. Um, yeah, but that, but that sorry, that's just to get but it gets back where we were. I think there's there's something that needs to be looked at with cars mm-hmm. and wet wet weather because it's. Uh, I I think the worst part of it is. Everyone looks forward to a wet race. Hmm. Yeah. So when something like this happens, or there's a red flag, or they start behind a safety car, it's just it's more it's, it's more disappointment. Nobody wants people to race where the where, you know where there's obvious danger, like you say with aquaplaning. You know that's like that's not a test of driver skill if you're aquaplaning. That's just you know it's just look at the drawer if you manage to get around. But um, if they're going to race in the wet, we need to know that we race in the wet. Regardless of what happens, I, I still feel, feel there's there would be something you could do with deflectors, like you know, like the Adrian Newey car, mm. um, where which like where, where they said oh, if, if you if you could design a car, what would it be? And it had like the wheel covers on it. Mm. I I still feel there's something you could do with hubcaps and deflectors that clear the water and push it out of the side of the car more than throwing it directly behind you into the path of the other cars. Yeah, I mean, there should be something that, you know, the tyres are designed to shift obscene amounts of water. It's like a bathtub it, it, every five seconds, isn't it, or something, something like that? Something like that. Isn't, isn't it something like five bathtubs a second? I'm... Or is it a bathtub, sure, it's like, a bathtub it's per wheel or something? I guess it depends how big your bathtub Maybe. is. Yeah, I mean, if, it, so, if, yeah. if it's one of these posh hotel baths, it might only be two bathtubs. Yeah, I'm metric. I measure things in sinks. Thank you. Very much. <laughs> Olympic size swimming pools, <laughs> like the one that um, they tried to build in Leeds in the um, in the seventies, and uh, they were putting in a bid to host the Commonwealth Games, and they built the swimming pool half a meter too short. I believe there's a swimming pool over here that was built too small to be an international swimming pool as well. <laughs> <clears throat> how, how, can, how can you miss it? 
fucking, I don't know. Cheap tape measure? Tape measure. <laughs> Probably, yeah. So he's just getting somebody that's got size 11 feet to pace it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's based on size 12s. That's where we went wrong. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of people saying, uh, a lot of people on social media saying, no, oh, they, they used to race in the wet, they used to race in the wet. Yeah, the rules were different then because you could set your car up for wet weather first thing Sunday morning when it was raining. Yeah. And the cars weren't that aerodynamically sensitive that a drop of water would actually make the rear wings stall. Yeah, there's that as well. And I, I totally disagree with what Martin Brundle was saying throughout the stoppages uh, yesterday as well. Um, that, you know, the throttle pedal works both ways. Well, yeah, of course it works both ways, but that's no good if you, like I said before, if you're fucking aquaplaning, nothing's going to happen. Like, these cars are built so differently to anything he would have, have raced before. Um, you probably could have raced in worse conditions in the 80s and the 90s because the cars, like you just said then, the cars were built totally differently. Yeah, and the fact is that tyre and brake temperatures are much more important now, and they they don't come up to temperature unless you are doing a certain amount of speed. And if you can't get up to that amount of speed, you don't have the temperature in your brakes, and your brakes become useless because they lock. Mm, yeah. Remember, cars used to be able to drive on grass for a little while as well, way back when. Nowadays, a car even touches a little bit of grass, it's, it's going round. Cars had a lot less power running through the rear wheels in those days, <laughs> or certainly, certainly, power to weight ratio was uh, was a lot lower. Yeah, yeah possibly. Maybe maybe they could do that. Maybe that that should be written into the rule book that you know it's um, unless I suppose if it's a wet start, you, if it's not a wet start, you fucked. But it, you know, like in the same way as the um, if it's a wet start, the tire tire things thrown out the window and you don't have to run both sets of tires mm -hmm. um if if it's a wet start to a grand prix then the team should be allowed to adjust the car accordingly because i, I mean i take it ride height would be a, it would be a huge thing here to stop aquaplane and you just well yeah but but then obviously everybody's going to try and get as much of a of a of a of an advantage as they can over over anyone else by running it that little bit lower, um, and and the red flag, which it, which was the right decision, um, the red flag was the right decision after a couple of a couple of laps. Um, that 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 would have been the prime moment to be like, right, let's set up for wet weather then. So anybody, mm. much like Mercedes, who I was pretty sure had not set up for wet weather, and Red Bull had. Um, when you know, Mercedes would almost certainly set up for wet weather there and then under the re uh, red flag conditions. And I, the only other comment I've seen which kind of made me question things a bit more was what happened to monsoon tyres? Yeah. Yeah, we've not seen those for a long time. But again, no, the, 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 the real problem's back. vision, isn't it? That's the real problem, is the mm. driver's not being able to see anything. Yeah, if you've got yeah, a tyre that's you do... moving even more water, it's just going to move more water into the face of the driver behind yeah. you. Yeah, but if you do 10 laps behind the safety car and everyone's on monsoons, is, it, is the track then clear enough to then run on full wets? If it stops Possibly. raining. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think, I the, think the main issue with that was the rain was coming down heavier. Mm. within half an hour of the red flag coming out, and that's how it stayed until... Probably, the second red probably, flag. Probably, still going. probably this morning. <laughs> mm. um, 
the fucking no, it's all right. Carry on. I, I, I was hey, when, when was I, when I, was, I, I was the uh, gone. when was Austin? Do you remember the was it, it was the thunderstorm? Was it or a or a hurricane warning at Austin? And when we had to have uh, a session, was it qualifying? It had to be done on the Sunday morning. Mm. Yeah, uh, it was a few yeah. years ago, twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen. Yeah, see, that doesn't seem that long ago. And, of course, we've had it in Japan before, haven't we? Typhoon yeah. warnings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then qualifying being run on a Sunday morning. Um, it's just unfortunate that, like I said before, the weather pays no attention to criticism. It's unfortunate that it happened. The weather, bad weather was on a Sunday, and it wasn't going to let up. I just, I don't know how I feel about the points being awarded for doing some laps behind the safety car. Mm. I, I don't, I don't agree. I don't agree with it. Um, looking at it at the time, it just seemed like a very, I don't know, manufactured way of doing things. Yeah, well, we we have to do this to appease the fans that are here, uh, so that they can see some cars going around and also award a classification and some points. Well, that's the thing that um, couldn't see the cars going round. Maybe they'd have been able to see. Maybe they'd have been able to see Max, but that would have been about it. Everybody mm. else was coated in mist. Yeah, mm. and. Yeah, you know, it just it, it was like you say it was a little bit conceited almost, wasn't it? Oh, we've only got such as we're going to restart the hour and then send them out for two laps and red flag it, knowing full well that that hour would elapse and the race wouldn't get underway. Yeah, yeah there was I mean, no race. I mean, we can't look, call it a race. You know, they they said session will not resume with something like forty forty three minutes left on the on the clock after the two. I laps. think it was about that. Yeah, it was it was just mm. over half an hour or so. Yeah, I think. which. You know, makes it even more pointless going out because the rain was still just as bad as when it was as it was when they sent them out, and it was considerably yeah. worse than it was when they went out on the two formation laps, and that wasn't that wasn't fit to race. So it makes me question why they did it. There have there um, have you know there have been people. Lewis Hamilton was one. And there's countless others saying, you know, was it done to satisfy contractual reasons just so that, just so there was a race and. Uh, Absolutely. You know, Stefano Domenicali has said that uh, there was no question of them not getting the sanctioning fee even without those two laps. Oh, it's not the sanctioning fee I've seen people chuntering it about. It's about because they've got a classification, they don't have to refund the fans. Yeah, Yeah. I know. I know. Classification, they don't have to refund the fans, and also Mm -hmm. they don't have to do anything when it comes to the TV contracts and the sponsors as well. Yeah, I was just going to say the TV contracts would be would be a big one as well because they they can essentially like legally say we put on a race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, if the current um, the current scheduling crisis gets any worse, there could be problems because I think it's got it's got to be sixteen races to make it an official world championship. I think that's what. Eight. Oh, is it eight? Oh, in that case, yeah, it's yeah. Al- in that case, it's um, it's already happened. But obviously, the more the more that don't happen, TV companies can get a percentage of the uh, mm-hmm. of the contract payments back. Mm-hmm. So far, we've had a hundred percent of all the races. Yes, um, with another one potentially in the works um, for uh, the Middle East in a triple header with the two races in North America. Yeah, the Grand Prix of TBA. Qatar. Looking like the <laughs> yeah Qatar. It's looking like the is it La Salle circuit in Qatar, yeah, the one yeah. they Which, use for MotoGP. Yeah, big fan of it in MotoGP. Actually, I don't know how it'll work for cars. But... Looks like one of it those, is. Looks like one of those novelty chicken hats. If you see it with the lights on from above. 
It is in the middle of the desert, more so than anywhere else that Formula One has raced before. Yes, they had they had issues a couple of years ago because because it is in the desert. There is no drainage at La Salle, and they yeah. had a year's worth of Qatar rain fall in one day, complete flood. And wow. I think it was the start of the superbike testing, wasn't it? It was no, it was an actual round of world superbikes. Oh, it used to be the opening round, didn't it? It's the opening round of MotoGP. I don't think it's the opening round of World Superbikes. I think this ah. was it was around about this time of year. I think. Mm. But then, then of course, we've got the question of um, you know, is is Austin going to happen? Is Mexico going to happen? Is Turkey going to happen? Austin says yes. Yeah, Austin's still still looking quite good. Mexico unsure. Turkey unsure. Um, actually, it'd probably help me a lot if I had a calendar open in front of me here, wouldn't it? Mm. I mean, Turkey's, Turkey's Brazil's on looking like sketch, a light bulb, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh, yeah. Brazil is looking quite sketch. That's a good point. Um, I mean, Turkish Grand Prix weekend, we're, we're actually going away, so we're going to have to find a sports bar to watch it in if it, if it goes ahead. That's the thing. It might be a different weekend yet. Who yeah, knows? That's, yeah, that's true. I mean, we're already on to the second different weekend for Turkey this year. Right, so who would, who would have thought that this season was going to be more of a mess than 2020? Yeah, um, I mean, it's not, it's not, no, no, it isn't. <laughs> but we've got the it's Dutch Grand Prix, it's a different flavor mess. Yeah, we've got the Dutch Grand Prix doing the uh, splitting the traditional Belgium and then Italian races, we've got the Dutch yeah. one right in the middle, um, and then Monza the following week. So we've got two, two more from this triple header to come. And then we've got Russia at the end of the month. And then October, <laughs> Singapore and Japan, uh, which were supposed to be right next to each other, have been cancelled. And uh, the Turkish Grand Prix has taken the place of the Japanese Grand Prix. Um, but then there is, at the moment, a two-week gap after that to the US Grand Prix. Uh, now, apparently, that's for, that's for quarantine reasons. <laughs> Right, That's okay. Fair. Yeah, that makes sense. And then you've got the Mexican Grand Prix two weeks later, but Mexican Grand Prix, and we're hearing, might be moved forward a week with the uh, second, uh, with, the, with, the, with the triple header being put in place um, somewhere else. Possibly a Middle Eastern race, because it doesn't look like we're going to Brazil, does it? Let's be honest. The, and the, the managed... Melbourne's already cancelled. Yeah, the Saudi Arabia. The, Brazil managed to host the Copper America in a in a massive secure bubble. But one F one weekend probably has more people coming in than a what was it twelve team football tournament? Yeah, twelve teams at Copper America. Yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I would say probably about the same. So yeah, you. Just... At the moment, we don't we don't know what the hell's going on when, apart from Zandvoort this weekend for the first time since nineteen early eighties. We have a look at a preview of Zandvoort, which we know. Let's be honest, absolutely nothing about. That's the thing. Actually, just just one thing before we do finish talking about Belgium. Do we have any rock stars and wankers? So someone someone dropped me a tweet. Uh, I can't remember who it was now. Let me have a quick look up. Um... It was DJ Rose, who is at DJ Spin to Win, 
um, tweeted me to say that Mazepin is a rock star for having the strategy to be back and have a clear view to set fastest lap. Which he then got taken off him. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know that it was a strategy from Mazepin. Well, I mean, we don't know. General that's something else we kind of missed out on, isn't it? When there's a red flag, you're supposed to count it back a lap. Now, yeah. if you count it back a lap, there's not enough laps done to finish the race oh, and official classification. Now, so... they, made an ex- they made an excuse for this because the leading Is driver... they lost count? No, the leading driver passed the control line three times, therefore it does count as a race. Mm-hmm. It's not two laps, it's the leader passes the control line thrice. Mm-hmm. Some, somebody said Begsy result, that's what happened, and that changed the rule. I mean, get the feeling the official FIA rule book has got a lot of corrections in there done in crayon from over the weekend. <laughs> um, before we go on about wankers, I think it's only fair and right that we should talk about, realistically, the only rock star of the weekend, and that was fucking George Russell. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, those, and Andrew, those Andrew qualifying Benson, laps. Yeah, uh, Andrew Benson, and there was another guy I was listening to to today as well. I can't remember who it was. Uh, have all said it was the greatest qualifying lap in Formula One history. Unused intermediates. It wasn't even on a set of new tyres. It was on a yeah. set of used intermediates, which that may have given him a little bit of an edge, but nobody else was to know that. No. They certainly weren't to know that because that was all that they had left. And, yeah, I mean, to out-qualify a Mercedes, regardless of the conditions, to out-qualify a Mercedes... Um, no, I not, think just, the, I not think... just a Mercedes, both, both Mercedes. Mercedes. Yeah. 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 No, no, but yeah. hang on a second, right? If you look at look, Lewis Hamilton, who is not only known as being the best qualifier of all time, but also one of the best wet weather drivers of all time, mm-hmm. and you out-qualify Lewis Hamilton in a car that your own strategy strategist said is the 17th fastest car on the grid. Yeah, and you made that car second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's incredible, like unbelievable stuff. And I, I know I, before the race got cancelled, I know I texted you guys, didn't I, in the morning and said, like, I, I genuinely think if this rain keeps up and it's, it's really bad weather, that George had a chance of winning that race. Yeah, yeah, actually, I don't know what happened to my bet. <laughs> Because um, that'll, that'll be a thing. I might I put a pound on Sebastian Vettel to win. <laughs> Bizarrely, at fifty to one, I thought those are awfully long odds. Mm-hmm. Mm. Couldn't even win a game um, of football. They were longer no. odds than Russell. Russell was thirty-three to one to win. Yeah, he was. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like it. Was um, it was just stunning, like absolutely stunning display. And if. If if he doesn't get that Mercedes drive, um, I, I can't say I might boycott watching Formula One because that would leave me watching no television very near. But uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be very angry with it. I'll be oh, angry I mean, with on, it. Come on, surely you've got GB News on speed dial. I don't watch GB News. <laughs> Does anybody? No. I think we watched it on its first night, didn't we? Just to see why everyone was losing their shit on Twitter and then sort of drifted away. Even GB News don't watch GB News. No. Well, you, couldn't now wa- again, I was, you couldn't really watch, now I watch GB the... News on the opening night. They forgot to turn the lights on, so it was just a black screen with some voices. I had a chap yeah. from GB News call me at work a while back because he wanted permission to use our video of um, a local sporting event. No. We have what local sport, sporting we have. event was this? <laughs> it was the Parish Walk. 
Ooh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what GB News's interest in the parish walk was, but um, yeah, they were interested. <laughs> For the non-Manx listeners, this is an 85-mile walk around the island. Where you've got to, touch, you have to touch the door, of every, hours. and you've got to touch the door of every church. I don't know that they make you touch it anymore. I don't know whether that's a very sort of COVID way of doing things. No, you've got to stick your timing key in. This is it. You have to be scanned or microchipped or some bollocks. <laughs> Not vaccinated, Lee. What are you fucking on about? <laughs> the local, the local anti-vaxer, the local anti-vaxer does it. He wears the microchip. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> It's the easiest way to get the microchip in, isn't it? Vaccination. We're all enjoying our 5G, though, aren't we? All those of us who've been vaccinated. <laughs> but anyway, yes, George Russell, supreme rock star. Totally, yeah. I, I'm reluctant to call the FIA or or uh, Michael... Ma- I call Michael Massey a joke on Twitter, but I, I'm reluctant to call him a wanker because I don't think it was... It wasn't deliberate. There was nothing. There was no malice in what he did. He just didn't. He was stupid. Didn't have he was that strong lead. Yeah, there was no strong leadership. There was no one person saying this is what's happening, and you'll do as I say because I'm in charge. Which, when you're the race director and you're in charge of everything that goes on during the race. Yeah, but I'm as I say, I'm reluctant to call him a wanker. Um, but Je- jellyfish. But, <laughs> Possibly, but before <laughs> if, if you if you want to go before Sunday, because I know Sunday has overshadowed a lot of things. Uh, the saying about how safe it was to race on the Saturday, uh, and then and then there was the accident, wasn't there in the W Series? That was Saturday, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, that was Friday. So, no, it was, was it Friday. W Series was Saturday. Was the W Series qualifying? W Series qualifying was Friday. That's when they had the big accidents. No, that was in the race, wasn't it? No, it was qualifying. Was it qualifying? That's why Bikes Gavissa wasn't in the race. Of course it is, yes. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, saying that the circuit was, 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 was fine to race on and there was no problem at all whatsoever, and then there were numerous accidents at Eau Rouge uh, in the, the, the various support races and of course in qualifying with Lando Norris yeah, yeah. Um, um, just want to give an extra Rockstar award to Sebastian Vettel for pulling up to check that Lando was okay and his radio yeah. message at the same time as well mm-hmm. when yeah. his team told him okay Sebastian there's a red flag keep to your delta well what the fuck did I just say <laughs> <laughs> Sebastian Vettel for president seriously like, <laughs> do, you know, do you know what the best thing is about that it's, it's such a sign of Sebastian Vettel getting his confidence back. Yeah, you know, he's, he's, he's doing more and more Vettel things. He has got a lot more yeah. swagger about him. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 like he's he's starting to believe in himself again. I, I think that's cool. Yeah, that is how much Ferrari can destroy someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I wasn't a huge fan of Red Bull Vettel, but like ever since he's left Red Bull, I think he's been. You know, he's been fantastic. Um, he's allowed, I don't know if that's sort of like allowing his personality to grow a bit and sort of like shine a little bit as well. Are you suggesting that Red Bull assigned him a personality and that was that? Yeah, they, he, had to be, <laughs> he had to be extreme Vettel at all times. <laughs> yeah, his condition has now been upgraded to gnarly. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, 
What what a great thing to do uh, to to you know he was told where the accident was he was approaching the scene of the accident he slowed down and made made sure that Lando was okay by purely stopping and sticking a thumb out of the out of his cockpit just to you know to see if Lando would respond Lando responded and then Vettel <laughs> drove off and he also seems to be doing a good job mentoring Mick Schumacher if anyone saw the um, Mick driving football game Mick driving the Jordan. I did. I did see that when he's explaining explaining in German how the gearbox works. Yeah. Because <laughs> obviously Mick Schumacher's so young that he's never driven a car that has an H shift pattern gearbox. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, I mean, the car's what nine years older than he is. Christ. Yes. That's insane. Eight years older than he is. Eight. Is he ninety nine? Is he born? That would sound about right. Yeah, mind you. Oh, no, hang on. It's not insane, is it? It's, it was that the first car Schumacher drove. His dad. Yeah, yeah. Was that the, yeah. the first one? So it's the first car his dad drove when he was a similar age to him. It's not insane at all. It makes total sense. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? Do you know what it actually means? We're all old. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't remember Michael Schumacher's debut race. I wasn't quite watching Formula One at that time. It was the same season, but I do remember his first win, which is at Belgium, of course. But um, yeah, uh, doesn't seem that long ago sometimes when I think about it. But clearly, thirty years next year. So, Christ, I am so old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, wankers. It's hard to say. Like I said, we've got we've got the Michael Massey Jellyfish Award. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I remember saying I'm reluctant to call them wankers because I don't think they did it like on purpose. It was just a, a, it was a total shit show, and there just needed to be one person who just stood up and was just like, "No, right, lads, this is what's happening, and this is why it's happening." You, I don't know why, um, but for some weird reason, like last night when I was still a bit seething after the whole thing. I put myself in the position you of race director. Couldn't, you couldn't tell you were seething. Not, not with, not <laughs> oh, with some of those it messages. It was, it was all rainbows and lollipops. No, I wasn't. I was seething. <laughs> but, I mean, I wasn't, like, like proper pissed off. I was just, you know, just a little bit annoyed. At, like I said, I was watching it on TV. I wasn't even bloody there. The, the, they're the people who, who would have had it worse, people who were actually yeah. at the circuit, like we heard from before. But I put myself in the race director's position. And do you know what, what Chris would have done in that situation? I would have cancelled the whole bloody thing. So, right, scrap everything, start it again. And if it, if we can't race, we can't race. But forget everything that's happened up to this point. Pretend it never happened. You got an hour to sort your shit out. Mm. That would have, that would have probably made more sense. Actually, the, there is another there is another rock stars award. Everyone in the stands that stuck it out. Yeah. All the fans are stuck it out. Yeah, I mean they they didn't react the best when uh, when they were told that the race wasn't happening. But um, after you've been after I you've don't been sat blame there them. all day and, mm-hmm. to, and they were saying five during, hours. Well, they were saying during coverage, really, to get a decent spot there, you've got to get there early, and it's one of the few it's one of the few F three races that pl- that goes in front of a near capacity crowd. Yeah, because yeah. there's people getting there so early. Yeah, yeah, because the F three was what half half nine hour time which is four and a half hours before the F1 kicks off. Yeah, so it wasn't five hours. They've been mm-hmm. sat there at least nine and a half. Yeah. And the puss sods had to sit through the Porsche Super Cup. Oof, no, that's when you go. That's that, when you they? leave your coat to keep yeah. your seat and you piss off and go and get a hot dog. <laughs> Germanic um, we... or otherwise. <laughs> Quick that question, though. 
Go on. No, sorry, go on. I was going to say, is that not when you uh, decide to pop a Valium and just fall asleep? <laughs> you don't need, fall asleep for... <laughs> you don't need a Valium if you're watching the Porsche Super Cup. This is true. <laughs> um, quick question, though. Mm. Right. If, let's say they they decided they were going to uh, like cancel the race early so that the, ra- the race gets shoved off um, after the first restart when they say, look, look they, we, we can't race in this. I think people will be equally as annoyed that they didn't try and hang it out and try and race. No, of course they would be. But again, you can't do anything about the weather, can you? The, the weather no, no. was But I'm just saying I don't think there's I don't think there was a winnable situation. The only, the only thing they did they did wrong wrong I in in my eyes they did was, wrong 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 they did wrong wrong. Did wrong wrong. <laughs> uh, the only thing they did wrong wrong was they should have ran the two laps at the beginning because they could have the, the the worst part of this is is that, that it feels sort of a bit conceited that they they sent the cars just out for two laps just to get away with not paying people whereas yeah. if they'd had a head on their shoulders and they'd just run a couple of race uh, laps around the safety car trying to see you know if if we could clear enough water to race but we couldn't so we're in now um they could have got away with this they could have, they, but it was just, it's that thing where it felt like they went out for two laps just to not give people any money back. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's what it feels like to me. It feels, um, as you say, very, very conceited. Um, I don't know, as I say, where the pressure came from to get a classification, um, but contracts and, and monetary reasons, I think, must have come into it. Yeah. Uh, that stinks. And that for me, is, is is a wankerish decision, but as I say, I'm reluctant to actually call anyone a wanker. Mm-hmm. Just looking. Um, oh, Bernie! Bernie's chimed in, but bollocks to that. Well, oh, because no, he, what's, no, 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 what's he? Said, to, yeah, yeah. yeah, I want to hear that because he might actually have had a sensible. I can't believe I'm saying this. He might have had a sensible um, point of view on this because, I, as Lee and I said before, I don't think. A Bernie Eccleston run Formula One would have been in such disarray. Mm. Right. Uh, this is um, this is from the Telegraph. Thank you to um, thank you to Partridge who appears to have a Telegraph subscription. So we don't. Partridge, <laughs> Alan. <laughs> it may be. It may be. That's that's his Discord name. Um, I would have told the teams and the drivers at three p.m. It's raining. We're prepared to put it off for an hour and hope the weather's going to change. But no matter what happens, the race will start at four, and then it's up to you whether you take part or not. If you want to take a risk, it's up to you. And if you don't want if if you if you want to take a risk it's up to and if you don't want to don't if you think it's dangerous racing quickly don't race quickly but it's a different group of people now and they didn't have the courage and they don't want to take risks see now that's uh, actually bollocks so you're quite right to have told us that it was bollocks <laughs> i i did preface that with it's bollocks yeah you did and you were right <laughs> And he's, t- and he's tagged that with, can't wait for that compassionate Bernie Doc to come out. Oh. I can't decide whether I, I think I they're still... a rock star or a wanker, but I do feel like the person who did the big stinky shit deserves some kind of mention. I mean, the only the, the <laughs> only caveat, the, to play devil's advocate to um, Eccleston here, like literally play devil's advocate. Um, How much did you get for your soul from him, by the way? If... <laughs> 55 pence. <laughs> if... Um, <laughs> If in uh, 1998, when I went to 
uh, Spa for the first time. If that would have been now, that race wouldn't have gone ahead. No. Quite right. I mean, well, look what happened at the beginning of Spa 98, and those cars were better built for those types of conditions. And even later on in the race, the visibility was so bad that Schumacher ended up plowing into the back of Coulthard mm. whilst he was lapping him, and then tried to punch Coulthard in the head because he thought it was his fault. But the, the, punch my, Coulthard the, in the helmet. But my, <laughs> yeah, my, well, caveat, yeah. <laughs> my caveat is, Formula One is much, much safer now than it was back then. The cars are much stronger. We have halos. I even remember um, the bit where when there was the talk about the halos and people not being happy with it. I even remember Vertz coming out and saying, "Look, if we make the cars safer, that means we can wait. We can race them harder without uh, in worse conditions to not worry about hurting people." Um, I do think there is. It was too wet. Like don't don't get me wrong. When when they when they went to restart the race. I think it was too wet. Yeah. I still, I still think they could have started the race when behind a safety car when they first went to start it. And I think even up until like three, meet three, maybe four years ago, I think they'd have started that that race. And there is, there's, there is a balance now that needs to be found between safety and uh, not not being too nanny state about it because. You know, the, 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 at the end of the day, if someone, someone turned around, I, I saw it was somebody on Facebook saying um, they, they weren't happy with, some, with somebody turning around and saying that, oh, if um, I, I don't like the fact that some, someone says Formula One's dangerous and um, if it wasn't, you know, if, if, if you made it 100% safe, it wouldn't be interesting. I 100% guarantee that if Formula One was 100% safe, and it wasn't dangerous, nobody would watch it. Nobody listening to this podcast would watch it purely to see how good at driving the people are. Well, racing is inherently dangerous, and as long as you're racing, there cannot be complete safety. No, absolutely, absolutely. but I'm just, I'm just pointing out there was, there was quite a lot of um, just th- that horrible like social media... Um, virtue signaling signaling vitriol that was thrown around it was just it, it and it was it's those people that shout the most and get the like you see the tweets most of but you can guarantee if it was done in the opposite way the same people would complain about that as well i just i think there's there's that that thing where you've we we can't we we can't do that whole Everything has to be one hundred percent safe, or we don't race at all. And it's it, you know the there's a balance to be to be had, and yeah. there, there, there was no balance to be had. Sort of, don't get it wrong, towards the end of the race because it was too wet to race in. I think they should have started the race, and I think they probably should have red flagged it after like twenty laps or something like that. But you fix this whole problem if you do that. You fix the whole problem. Yeah, but at the same time, you do have to listen to the drivers, and every driver who wasn't Max Verstappen was saying that they didn't have enough visibility to be to be able to race safely. Yeah, you know, George, yeah, George Russell was saying he couldn't even, he couldn't even see Max's brake lights from five meters away. He only knew he was five meters behind because the team told him over the radio because that's what it showed on uh, the GPS. George Russell was clever enough to know if there was no race, he was coming second. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> And, you know, by the same chalk, that also means you don't know when you're coming up to lap Mazepin. 
Nobody would have lapped him. pointing the wrong way. Yeah, nobody would have lapped him as Eppin because he was the fastest driver on the circuit. Mm. Yeah, that's the, th- that's the thing. You can't see the rain light when it's the other side of you. <laughs> To finish first, first you have to lap Mazeppa. <laughs> <laughs> That's happened nearly every time this season. Oh, fun. Um, right, so, um, Giovinazzi Participation Award, everyone. Technically, <laughs> yes. <laughs> fair, absolutely fair. Yeah. Even Antonio Giovinazzi gets that. <laughs> he was on the top hair game this week. He's not got the man bun anymore. He's got the tied-up ponytail at the back of the baseball cap. That's how I have mine sometimes. Not in a not in a man bun. I don't where wear baseball it? caps. Just quickly, where did Bottas start? Where he finished? Fourteenth. Oh, that's that's good. I just I couldn't remember whether he was in the top ten or not. I'm uh, it just it just popped in my head then because I quite like the uh, um, Landon Norris being third in the championship, and that means he's still third in the championship. <laughs> yeah, because he, he had the five place penalty from Hungary. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and Perez didn't score any points. Obviously, no. Max and Max and Lewis did. I think they you know they're obviously ahead of mm-hmm. Landon Norris. So. Uh, but we've now got that really awkward thing of trying to work out the half point oh. of go, going forward. Like, oh, hang on a second. If he scores 25 points, you know, where, where is that leaving with? 240 and a half points? Yeah, nobody likes these maths right. now well, for the rest of the season. At least the thing is, um, the top two drivers are both on something and a half. So they've got three points between them, haven't they? Something like that, yeah. So it's still a whole number. Just quickly, like, I mean, obviously, I think we're all in agreement, aren't we, that it's daft giving points out for this race. Yes, I you think know, so. It, yeah. Um, but even even the races that get, like, is it a third distance to get half points? 70, it's got to be 75%. That's a right. full point. To get full points, get full, but anything less, half points is two laps. Yeah, yeah. two, two yeah. laps to 75%. That's quite the chunk. Um, yeah, they should uh, ma- they should make it twenty five percent, and the race becomes official, and it's half points up to seventy five percent, and full points after that. Oh no! Oh, whatever the rule is, whatever the rule is for a race, it should just be the points. If 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 your rule is you do two laps and that's considered a race, fucking fine. If it's considered a race, just give them full points and don't make it convoluted. It makes absolutely no difference. You know, if, I, can if, your, I can see your point, yeah. If, um, if, if, if everyone's getting half the points, then it makes no difference whether you get full points or half points. The differences are still the same. Do you, do you know what I mean? Mm. Like it's, it's, the, the differences are sort of, like, not, it's not identical, but you know what I mean. Uh, it, it, just doesn't, makes... it doesn't have a huge impact for people like Red Bull and Mercedes, but for someone like a Williams getting full points... This weekend, they'd practically be on Aston's tail in, yeah, the, in yeah, the constructors. Yeah, they'd have been on 30 points if it had been full points this mm. weekend. But but they did the job in qualifying to put themselves in the position to do it. Just because they were a Williams and not a um, McLaren, it's not necessarily their fault. Latifi scored one point. He did. Because he's he he 
he finished. He I think was the in race ninth. had been finished for about ten minutes before I realised that he was in ninth. So I was like, "Oh wow, okay." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he scored one point because you know, which would normally have been two. So do you know, know what? what? Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's just annoying that the people who got half points, and so now we're looking at people who got like point five of a point. Yeah. Uh, Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, and then all the way down in 10th, Carlos Sainz for half a point for 10th. Mm, yeah, um, hear me out for this one. Mm. I think, because uh, it's been rumoured over the weekend, hasn't it, where, or not rumoured, your man, um, the Williams boss said they were likely to keep um, Latifi on for another year. Yeah. Which I think is yet, yet another thing that points to George Russell leaving. Correct. Um I think Latifi's going to be all right in the same way as Lance Stroll ended He's up come being on all right. All hasn't right. He? Yeah. It's, it's only good, especially in it's Spa there, with the weather the way it was, uh, George Russell was sensational. But Latifi wasn't, you know, he was, he was in there. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't like maybe one of the best drivers on the grid. He qualified better than some. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. doing a solid job and he brings some money with him. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I just think it should, it should be pointed out, you know, if if because did he he qualified seventh? Did he? Was that what we said? Seventh, eleventh, eleventh. So he moved up oh. two places during the race because of Bottas's grid penalty and oh. Perez sticking it in the barrier. Right. I thought he. Uh, I th- I thought he qualified in the top ten, but uh, but still getting the car into Q two when he's obviously not as good as George Russell, mm-hmm. but it's still a Williams. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. You know, he he deserves a sort of tip of the hat for it. And at Hungary, don't forget, he finished ahead of George Russell. He did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah thanks to a, thanks to a bloody good start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Avoiding all the shit that happened, <laughs> but you know, uh, Hungary was fairly slippery conditions. And look at the the chaos that can the, you know that happened there. Two cars got the got the turn one wrong at Hungary, and look at what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, imagine two cars got it wrong into the first tighter turn at Belgium. Uh, you know, we've got we saw Romain Grosjean some years ago nearly nearly decapitate two world champions in one corner. It got himself a race ban for it. Mm-hmm. That, we could have had a similar accident, which would have been no one's fault, and it could have had horrific consequences. You know, halo or no halo, you know, it doesn't matter what what's going on. You, know, you you've got to make it as safe as possible. Um, that's just... a good point. That's a good point. That, but Bottas's crash there was mm. really no no different to what Grosjean did at Spa. It's just the outcome was more severe with Grosjean. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and as I say, because Lassol's the first turn at Belgium, mm. it much tighter than Turn One at Hungary anyway. So the cars would be going a lot slower. So the concertina effect would be more severe. So if if somebody further back hasn't got the traction they need to stop for whatever reason, whether it's driver error or anything else, you know, any accident at turn one is going to be pretty big and taking out a few cars. So you would have ended up with a red flag anyway. So that was it was the right decision. It's just the, the decisions that came after that which were farcical. So every, everything was everything was fine from um, twenty twenty to three. Uh, sorry, up to 20 to 3, and then after that, it just went to shit. Mm-hmm. Right, I would say let's preview Zandvoort, but we know sod all about the track apart from what we've seen on F1 2020. Anyone got F1 2021 yet? 
No, no not yet. No. I've, I've barely had time to play the 2020 version. Hmm. Uh, talking about one 2021, if anybody wants to um, wants to run Formula Lee with that game, get in touch with us because none of us have got the game. So um, we can put somebody in charge, but you're in charge of collecting all the times and doing all the spreadsheets, and we'll post it on the website and announce who won. Yeah, we're looking for an unpaid intern. <laughs> <laughs> That's bought bought the wrong copy of the game. <laughs> we'll do things such as tease you with being able to come on the podcast, even though we have no intention of letting it happen. Oh, no, we might, <laughs> we, we might, we might let once, once every few months, you know. Yeah, yeah that's it. Good, good, Paul. Even I almost believed you then. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, seriously, if anybody wants to um, take a look at running Formula Lee for us, then um, drop me a line. Um, send it to three legs four wheels at gmail dot com and. We'll get it started. We'll give you a three legs wheels dot com email address that people can send stuff to. Well, you, you know, not everybody gets one of those. I ain't got one of them. You never asked for one. Don't want one. Fair enough. <laughs> I've got one, but I can't remember how to use it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a money cannot buy thing. I'll ever get on mine. Spam. Um, so yeah, Zanvo, it's in Holland, it's by the sea, it's Max Verstappen's home race, Heineken are putting a lot of money into it, the tickets have been sold out for about the last two and a half years since it was announced, it didn't happen last year, and I would say 75% of the population of the Netherlands is going to try and be there. (laughs) Twitter seems to suggest it is a track that will suit the Mercedes better than the Red Bull, which could mean unhappy natives. Uh, who apparently are going to throw fruit at Lewis Hamilton? Right. Well, he's Although a vegan, so he might like that. Well, no, there have been. There's been a Facebook. I think it was a Facebook or some kind of social media group. Uh, after what happened at Silverstone, um, let's throw. I think it was oranges at um, Lewis Hamilton uh, at Zandvoort, and it got like something like a million people joined within like five minutes. So, how did that uh, five million people going and raiding Area Fifty One pan out then? <laughs> it, was that, it was just that one kid in the background, wasn't it? The thing is, if that's if that's like if if people sort of on the gate are aware to that and are like confiscating oranges, and then actual oranges start getting thrown, you've got to worry about where that orange has been hidden about a person's person. <laughs> there is a, there is a chance that it could have been walkened. Even Max Verstappen, <laughs> even Max Verstappen, has said, "No, come on, guys, don't act like dicks because that's not the right thing to do." Uh, so it got it got so many people involved that Max had to step in and 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 say something. Um, also, yeah, like he uh, tends to be stood next to Lewis Hamilton quite a bit, and he probably doesn't want to be twatted by an orange being thrown by some yeah. drunk Dutchman who's probably not going to have the best aim. Possibly, possibly. Well, we we did a little bit. We you know when um, when we started um, when it was announced that there was going to be a Dutch Grand Prix, and then obviously it was cancelled in twenty twenty. Um, we did a little bit of a, of a rundown, and we have sort of Zandvoort and sort of how it's how it's changed and things like that. So, if you want to know what what uh, to expect from this week's Sandforth, if I remember correctly, Grand Prix, then all you need to do is listen to a podcast from about years ago, about two about two years back, probably roughly, yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's 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 in the archive somewhere. It's on the on on the website, go to the podcast section, and you'll you'll find it. Well, I haven't deleted any of the shows, so I think it still must be there. Um, should we should we attempt to do some predictions? Because apparently it's going to be wet as well. That's been rumored already. Bye. 
Right. Um, saw the weather forecast earlier. Somebody put put a um, put a picture up on Twitter of the weather forecast for this weekend, and it's going to rain on Sunday. Um, I'm going to go Lewis Max Bottas. I will go Lewis Max Lando. I'll go uh, Alonso Ricardo. Ocon. Wow, stuff's going down in your race. <laughs> I want. I'd like to watch that one. I don't <laughs> want to give any predictions. <laughs> I would like to lock my my race to that one. Um, I think it will be Lando, um, Bottas, and. Oh, Vettel. Oh, no, Perez. Stick Perez in. Ah, all right, okay. You can... and Hamilton are going to hit each other again. Oh, I ge- oh, genuinely... There'll be, there'll be right. a riot. Oh, no, the... Um, have you seen, like, the big... The, like, you, you know the banking set, like t- banking type section of that? Like, yes. The last corner. Yeah. I think Is that the one, is that the one be... that's called Tarzan? Oh, no, there's, there's another corner, isn't there? There's one that's quite quite banked, like turn five mm. or something, and I think the last corner on the circuit is, is, is quite banked as well. Yeah, one of the corners I is called Tarzan. That's, that's all I know. There's going to be a fucking crazy accident on that race. Like, because that, that was, I know we talked about this year's game, but it was on last year's game as well, wasn't it? Yeah. And, uh, Al- along with Vietnam. Yeah, that went well. <laughs> um, <laughs> I bet they're really happy they built that circuit. But. Uh, it, it looks so dangerous that this circuit, like you know, to the point where you, you look at it and there's, there's no real runoffs on the high speed bits. It's just barriers, and um, yeah, I I don't know. It's it, to me when like playing that in the game, maybe it'll be completely different. When there's actually actual cars on it, but it felt like you know when you get people playing like either like R Factor and they'll throw a Formula One car around the TT circuit and go. This is crazy. This had never happened. It feels like that. Yeah, I've driven it a few, driven it a few times on iRacing. It's <clears throat> it's not the current configuration with all the banking, but there's a couple of bits of it. You come around a corner into this sort of wide expanse of concrete, and you think, "Shit, am I on a runway?" Yeah, and it's, but it just seems so fast. And yeah, I think I think it's going to be coming together with people. There, there is a there is a video on YouTube of Max Verstappen doing a fairly quickish lap. Um, around Zanvoort mm-hmm. just after they announced it, I think. Mm. So, so that's worth going to have a have a look at as well. Yeah, I think that's on the um, that's on Red Bull's YouTube channel, isn't it? It is. All right. If you want to join in with the predictions, go to threelegsportwheels dot com. Go to the games section and look for the twenty twenty one prediction game. Get to predict the top three pole fastest lap. How many DNFs, and will there be a safety car or not? And well done to the one person who predicted a Russell podium. Yeah, this we had one person predict a George Russell <laughs> podium this week, and they didn't even get the highest score. Ah, oh, absolutely, wow. absolutely gutted for him. But now get, you get, get an audio high five. You do. <laughs> Hang on. There. <laughs> uh, you like got... a slap in the face. This <laughs> is Sean. All right. I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> You've got till five minutes before the start of Q1. Um, don't, don't, don't you like draw a dot on your hand or something like that if you want people to help you? Is that not a thing that happens, Sean? Is it? I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, I think so. 
Which part of the internet did you learn that from? <laughs> there was some, it was like a, it was like a big Manx thing, wasn't it? There was a there, there's like something you draw on yourself if you're being like a victim of domestic abuse. I can't remember what it is. Or if you're an unruly toddler. <laughs> 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 or a cursed pirate. <laughs> this does sound like something from Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Joking here. Uh, Lee, find a shunt. Oh, no, we've got, got news. One. Oh, oh, yeah, there is news. Yes. There is news. Exquirrel me. Yeah, there's there's contracts. Um, Alonso has been Congratulations, confirmed. Fernando. He yes. has been confirmed <laughs> for next year. Yeah, that got announced right during F3. Yeah, I'm I don't think F3 lie. were happy. I thought it was done. <laughs> I, thought, um, I, I thought when somebody signed a multi-year deal, I wasn't aware it needed to be renewed after like six months. Well, there we go. That's been done. Uh, and the other contract announced this weekend was Perez for next year. Just after, Chris, just after Chris does that long Twitter thread with who he thinks is going to be driving next year and Perez wasn't on the list for Red Bull. No, he wasn't. I had Gasly back in the team. Oh, I've got a I've got a prediction as well for next year. Is that um, Red Bull are going to meet grind um, Sonoda, and Albon is Albon will be back in a Tarasso of AlphaTauri next year. I think Liam Lawson's going to find a seat next year. I also think Liam Lawson is where they're going. I yeah, I can't say, I can't say Sonoda staying because they're throwing a lot behind Lawson. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they turn around and said they're going to do everything within their power to get um, uh, Albon back in Formula One. This, that's what uh, Marco said that this weekend. I reckon the lo- the him out to an IndyCar team. That's not back in F one though. That's the, he literally <laughs> he literally said we're going we, we're going to do everything we can to get him back in Formula IndyCar One. IndyCar is becoming sort of the the home for rejected F one drivers. Yes, it is. Well, they've got to go somewhere now. Formula E is going to stop being a thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, for Mercedes. And Audi and BMW. And... Yeah. Oh, it, basically, it's going to stop being a thing, isn't it? Yeah. And for everyone except Jaguar. Yeah. <laughs> Only because they haven't made their announcement yet. Yeah. yeah. I stick to my guns that it's shit. The other sort of contracty thing doing the rounds at the minute, which I think is not the greatest kept secret is um, Kimmy is supposedly announcing his retirement at Monza. Imagine Kimmy gets confirmed for Mercedes. <laughs> well, supposedly he announces his retirement at Monza and then Alpha announced Bottas and then Mercedes announced Russell. That is supposedly the uh, the chain of events that will unfold. Just watch Kimmy shag things up by saying, I've signed for another year. <laughs> yeah. I, that feels like the respectful way to do things, doesn't it? Yeah, let Kimmy have his moment first because he's yeah. earned it. Bottas and leaves rather yes, than being is sacked. pushed. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it does yeah, feel that, like that the very, the very friendly way of doing things. Yeah, it's it, it's in Sauber's charter that they must have a fin. <laughs> and that's when that that's when Bottas said, "For the rest of the year, I race for myself," and he finishes eighth all on his own. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is probably my last prediction of him in a top three for well ever. Top three team. Well, top three in a race. Nah, he'll get another podium before the season's out. Yeah, maybe even might even scratch a win somewhere. 
Russia, um, Russia is still to come. He likes that, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, they, they own a win at Russia, but the problem is the title fight will still be going on. Mm. Um, I still think that there's time for Bottas. He's young enough to move to another team, shake off being fucking Lewis Hamilton's teammate, and still maybe not be a world champion, but still get himself back up the grid in a different with a different team in, you know, in, a, in a top team. Basically doing a Vettel, what Vettel's doing yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because let's face it, right, it, it's easy to turn around and say, oh, Bottas is shit. How can he qualify like two tenths behind the best driver of history? You know, it, it's easy to forget who his teammate is because he's he's he looks worse than he is because he's constantly being beaten by his teammate, which obviously destroys confidence. But, you know, it's at the end of the day, he's still done, like, a good job for Mercedes. He's done what they wanted him to do. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's it's not like he's Ragunathan bad. Yeah. And, oh, what's his name in F2? That's... Deletta. Yes. Yeah, looking forward to seeing him race again, said no one ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, you know, he, he is a good driver. He's just, you you know, all you can do is compete against what's there for you to compete against. And He's you... David Coulthard. Yeah. That's the, 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 his best. I mean, realistically, he's in the best position that I think he can get to. But saying that, though, I mean, the top and bottom of it is, if, let's say, Lewis doesn't join... Um, uh, Lewis doesn't join Mercedes. Russell doesn't join Mercedes. No, no, I'm just saying if we go back in time, let's say Lewis doesn't join Mercedes. Let's say, um, like, Jensen still moves on. Bottas ends up ends up in a Mercedes. Bottas is at least a two-time world champion right now. You know, it's, the reason he hasn't won a world championship in that car is because Lewis Hamilton has been his teammate. I think I think you you can you can look at it you can look at it that way. Just just imagine if Mercedes had got Hulkenberg instead. Yeah, I was going to say if if, yeah. if you believe what Mercedes said, Hulkenberg was second choice if Hamilton said no. So mm-hmm. Hulkenberg would probably be a th- if it was Hulkenberg and Bottas. You're probably looking at like three championships for Hulkenberg, and you know, <laughs> yeah, two two maybe three or two or three for Bottas. And, you know, it's it's not. I mean, and, there's, there's and potentially been... Rosberg still racing. Yeah. Well, you look at um, it's. It, I mean, it's about having the car underneath you, like to do something. And look, if Jensen Button hadn't been in the brawn, um, Barrichello would have been world champion. Yeah, you know, it's 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 all to do with not just the machinery that you ha- you have, but who the guy sitting next year is. If in a situation where you've got a dominant car, and that's the problem Bottas has had is the the period of Formula One where he's been in the dominant car. He's been against the best driver of all time. Uh, that happens to be in the form of his life. Yeah, it's pure dumb luck, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm also just imagining what would have happened if uh, Jensen Button had taken the seat at Toro Rosso that he had a chance with when Honda went under. We'd have missed mm. out on Sebastian Buemi, I believe. Mm. <laughs> mm. Jensen Button would have been a footnote in F1 history. <laughs> I think Button would have gone back, would have ended up in the 
Red Bull, though, wouldn't he? Um, if he'd have gone to Toro Rosso, I can, I, can, I, I think he'd have only done a year in Toro Rosso before being moved up. So then that's that's where you've got you'd you'd have your thing of would Button have been in the position would would Button have been in a Red Bull when it was championship content uh, when it was a championship contender, and then the other thing would be would Button have been able to beat Sebastian Vettel when he was in Red Bull, and I think that would have been pretty fucking close to be honest. Mm. This is like that, this is like that new Marvel cartoon series that's just started. That it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, well don't forget he was the only guy during that um that, that little phase where he was in mclaren like a semi-decent mclaren and uh, which was nowhere near as good as the red bull and he was the one that was hassling vettel mm. more often than anybody else at that point so i i, I think he could have i think he could have took vettel yeah possibly I mean, don't forget, Murray Walker spe- said once famously, if is Formula One spelt backwards. Yep. True. I mean, it's not, because, like, there's not an I, it's a one. <laughs> <laughs> Find us a should. I've got it, it's ready. Considering oh, we're going to do a quick show tonight, we're already nearly an hour and a half in. We had some stuff to get off our chests, I think. Which mine appears to be mostly phlegm. I'm sorry about mm. all the coughing. At least we put a better effort than the BBC in. Yeah, that is that, <laughs> that is true. Because of the unique way they're funded, they did sixteen minutes. Yeah, well, because I think it's because of the unique way they they're, they're funded, and because of what I found out having the uh, VPN on my phone from uh, watching the the Grand Prix or trying to watch a race at the weekend, I realised that when you listen to the BBC podcast from a different country, you get adverts in it. Oh, so I think that's what the, that's what it was for. How exciting! <laughs> What were you being advertised? They were all in Spanish. Ah, who I, knows? Because it was, yeah, it was in a, it was in America that I had my phone set to. So I'm guessing it was somewhere in South America. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. They, so, I don't think we've done this one before. I hope we haven't. Uh, I've got one. I've got from... one standing by in case we have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who sent it in? That's usually a good start. Uh. Fredeland, Fredeland. Oh, I think he looks like Fernando Alonso. Um, I was born. Yay! In nineteen fifty-two. Okay. Before I became an F one driver, uh, I had a brief career in tennis. Right. This could we be can't... Carlos Sainz Senior. We haven't done this one before because we'd remember that clue. <laughs> is Carlos Sainz Senior, 69? No, he's not. Ignore me then. Ignore me. He'd be about 59. I started in more, more than 200 Formula One races. Somebody pretty bloody prolific. There's only a certain number of people this can be, isn't there? Yeah. If it's people or is it a product? I feel like a product would not be a tennis player. No, but something that's been <laughs> something that's been in tennis. Yeah, yeah, true. It's not it's not Dunlop because that's older. Because if you listen yeah. to that, what's the second clue again, Lee? Um, the second clue is uh, uh, I became an F one driver after I had a 
br- a brief career in tennis. Okay, so yeah, F1 driver. So it is yeah. a person. We're looking, yeah. we're looking at a being. <laughs> Try not to die here. Um, right, so late 60s. So yeah. drivers are around about 69 years old who would have done more than. Ricardo Patrese, is he that old? Could be. Uh, Jackie X? Um, Who was on the grid yesterday? Maybe. Not allowed to be talked about. Mm -hmm. No, not allowed to be talked to because of uh, the the still the rules. Yeah, I was going to say, I meant to say talked to when it came out talked about. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, 200 races for somebody who's uh, now knocking 70 means that they would have been racing at a time when 200 races was a lot of seasons. Yeah, yeah I mean, you're looking at about 15 seasons in old money, aren't mm. you? Well, this is Ricardo's 11th season, and he's just hit his 200th, well, I say race. It wasn't a race. Go 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 with go with one of yours, Chris. Ricardo Patrese, just as a starter. Why not? That's kind of the banker lap. Yeah. <laughs> Number four. I won twenty three uh, races. I mean, sorry. I take it twenty three of the two hundred races because it's the second next question. It says I won twenty three of them. I suppose I should say how it's written. But yeah, I won twenty three races. I believe. That's quite a bit. Mm. Twenty-three race. Hang on. Twenty. So twenty-three race wins puts you well inside the top ten of of drivers. Or does it? Because how many of them were non-championship races like they used to have in those days? Yeah, maybe. Because would they still be doing that in like the seventies into the eighties? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was looking at. um, I was looking at Mike Hellwood's career the other day. And he was doing non-championship races up to um, up to when he finished an F one in about seventy four. Okay. I think the the race of champions used to be um, used to be at Silverstone every year until about seventy eight, seventy nine. There was quite a lot of non-championship races on the calendar because a lot of the teams didn't go to the flyaway ones, so they did the exhibition non-championship races around Europe. Okay, well we'll keep that in mind. Next clue. You ready? Yeah. Yes. Um, Honda thought I was the best F1 driver of all time. Oh, sorry, at the time. Honda didn't enter F1 until the 70s, did they? I don't think they were in, in the 60s. If there were, they pulled out. Mm. It's Honda. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think Honda had a brief stint in the late seventies and then came back in the eighties. Number six, mm. I had a big crash in Imola, and we, uh, after I never, after which I never fully recovered. Almost like me trying to read. Had a big crash at Imola. Accepting the obvious. Yeah. 
because Senna would have been 70 this year, I think, wouldn't he? Mm. So would be a year older than mm. the shunt. Not, f- not fully recovering would be an understatement. It would also, yeah. yes, I think yeah. that would be a slightly mischievous way of phrasing it. <laughs> Also, I think Ayrton Senna won forty-one races, yes, and didn't and didn't take part in two hundred races. I don't think. I think he was only about one hundred and fifty something races into his rate into his career. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Who's the other people who had big crashes at uh, Imola? Gerhard Berger. But I don't think he won 23 races, did he? No. I think he only won about seven. I don't think we specified either that it was necessarily an F1 race at Imola. Yeah, no, that wasn't specified, but... uh, Bless you. Bless you. Where did Frank Frank Williams have his car crash? I'm sure that was Imola. He's older than 69, isn't he? Yeah. 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 Yeah, he's not a year older than Ants. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It was Patrick Head that was driving the car, so that rules him out. No, what, what, the Frank Williams crash? Yeah. No, no, no. Frank Williams was driving the car. It was a Sierra that he had on loan. Oh, I, th- I thought he was in the passenger seat and Patrick Head was driving. No, no, Frank Williams crashed the car. <laughs> You're driving too fast. Some Somebody else was in the car and was completely uninjured. I think that may well have been Patrick Head. So, I always thought it was Patrick Head, but I thought he was driving because I've never had Frank Williams' biography. Or an official <laughs> biography of him. Probably really should, but... I'm going to hurry, yeah. Yeah. Um... Ricardo Patrese. Oh, we're sticking with that. Good Lord. Did we say that before? Yes. Yeah, that was our first, first <laughs> it's guess. Been, it's <laughs> been that long, I can't remember. <laughs> Good Lord. But I don't know why Honda would have thought he was the best Formula 1 driver at the no, time. No, I feel like that would be an exaggeration on Honda's part. Mm. Carlos Reutemann. Oh, Oh, that's a good show. That for Carlos 23 Reutemann. wins, that could be, that could be on the money. Yeah, we'll go Carlos yeah, Reutemann then. That's, like a, that's a good shout. Yeah. Yeah. Number seven. I drove for Benetton. Like Ricardo Patrese did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight. I finished my open wheel racing career as an IndyCar driver. Nelson Piquet did. He's he's older, surely. I think he is older. Yes. Lee, can Good. I just can I just double check with the amount of race wins? Twenty three, not thirty two. Twenty three, which I found out today, completely unrelated thing. Twenty three is the most used number in cinema. Like you oh, know, if, if, if you get if you get random people <laughs> saying to each other like, "There was twenty three murders over there. There's twenty three peanuts in this back box." That twenty three is the most used number in uh, cinema. Carry Good on. Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> 
<sighs> yeah, if it if it's thirty two, I would have a guess at Nigel. Yeah, yeah, but I think if it's a mistype, if it's a typo, it could be Nigel Mantle. Who never drove? Doubting, for, who never drove for Benetton? The clues. I know he didn't. Yeah, good point. And um, yeah. but 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 was uh, uh, very good at other sports, including golf and tennis. Oh, I'd forgotten about the tennis clue. Yeah, you see, it was to, that uh, it was that long ago. Yeah. <laughs> to aid uh, Flood's conspiracy theory, not uh, you know if if he got twenty three uh, wrong, it is thirty two. Um, Benettons were blue and white as well as the Williams. Uh, they, they, well, yeah, they were. But... <laughs> and according to my mother at the time, that all the parts come better folded. <laughs> right. Uh, number nine. I once put my my F one car in a drift to flip off a rival during a race. Wow. Nelson Piquet. I feel it's Nelson Piquet. That is very senior. Nelson Piquet energy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Nelson Piquet did drive for Benetton. I don't know if he finished his career as a as an IndyCar driver, but Yeah, he kind he kind of won the championship a couple of times and took the um 93 Indy 500 after Mansell was leading, hit the wall and got a bad restart. Right, okay. And then uh I it, we might be looking at Nelson Piquet senior, obviously not junior. Uh, number ten. When my teammate had a st- had stomach flu, I hid all the toilet paper. <laughs> yes, yes. This is in Ross Braun's book and is one of my favourite yeah. anecdotes of all time. <laughs> it's Nelson Piquet, isn't it? It is. I'm Nelson Piquet. Yeah. That was a. I didn't think you were going to get that. The spaffer was. I've won three world championships. Yep. Oh, that was tough. That was tough right up to the toilet paper. Yes. Oh, anybody... that, that, that sounds wrong. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. It's amazing oh, what facts you remember yeah. about someone, isn't it? <laughs> did anybody see, and I, I don't know if I mentioned this on the last podcast that we did, but it's become like legendary now, the last Grill the Grid, where everybody was asked to name the Formula One champions. Uh, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Sebastian Vettel and his and his effort. Yeah, that was that that was virtual Statman levels of recall. It was ridiculous. Like Sunoda got like two points. He got twenty eighteen <laughs> champion wrong. <laughs> he is a child. He is. But <laughs> I, I was good. I working backwards. I was good up till about. I think I got to seventy eight. I totally forgot that Andretti was a seventy eight world champion. And then before that, my memories uh, and knowledge of world champions is okay. It's it's all right. Vettel just reeled them all off ridiculously. All seventy-one years, every single one, and he got them all right. <laughs> I've just remembered something I was going to drop into the show earlier. Oh, is it about the camera? Yes, uh-huh. it's it's kind. Of, we're not doing we're not doing a Patreon show this week, and this is the kind of thing we normally talk about on Patreon shows. Now, I know a lot of people like when I say what my parents have been doing with anything vaguely technical. And I've got another one. So I sent my parents uh, new mobile phones the other week because the two that they had, which they'd got from us, our old ones, were starting to um, get a bit crap with the battery and whatever. So 
bought some new ones my mum said don't spend too much money these are the ones we want on amazon so i ignored that and got the next model up because the ones she advised were terrible and uh, they've been using them for a few weeks my mum phoned me and said um you know really think these these phones are great it's a fast fast connection speed on the internet apps open no problems really clear every time i make a phone call cameras on them though they're absolutely bloody terrible so i said look I don't want to sound patronising about this, but when you unpack the phone, did you take all the cellophane off, and did you take the little cellophane protector off the um, off the camera lens at the back? What do you take me for? Why do you think I wouldn't do that? Of course I... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, you're kidding, because I was just about to say, I think I know what happened here. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> I'll have a look at your dad's as well. Oh, God, he hasn't done it either. Do you want to okay. peel it off now and tell me if the camera's better? Shut up. Hmm. <laughs> yep. Technology 2, my parents nil, just in this round. <laughs> <laughs> Thought you'd like that one. Um, I think that is that is about it. It is good to be back after our, um, after our little summer break. We've got something to talk about. Um, just want to give a massive shout-out to... Um, all the Three Legs, Four Wheels, Discord, iRacing crew, who are the best people I've ever raced with. And if you want to join in with us, come on, if you're on iRacing, come on to Discord. We race at 8 o'clock every Sunday, UK time. It's a fantastic bunch of people. And I just want to say thank you to all of them for um, the presence that I've got of them lately. The Autograph Sebastian Vettel baseball cap and a large, a large donation to the um, to the iRacing fund that pays for all the... Uh, all the league sessions that we do um, came as a complete surprise, and basically just glad you're enjoying it. Um, Lee, tell them how to get a total shunt in because I forgot that bit. S- send me a PM on either Instagram or Twitter at a total shunt, and you can use three legs four wheels at gmail.com if you want to send one for the reserve list, or generally get in touch with the show, or you want to uh, you want to run Formula Lee. <laughs> Hint, hint, intern. Intern. That's what that's what that was. Yes. Hinting for an intern. Um, we're at Three Legs, Four Wheels on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter as well. And individually you can tweet us at... At Sean Cowper. At Flood21. And at Pablo100. Right, we're going to see what the... Uh, going to see what the Dutch Grand Prix brings at Zandvoort. Might even have to fire up F1 2020 just to remind myself what the circuit looks like these days. Until then, stay safe and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Ciao.